This is an Emmaus Church podcast. For more information about Emmaus Church, please visit EmmausDenver.com. One announcement today, and I will let Arwen kind of plug that announcement. Okay. So the Women's Emmaus Women's Gathering is happening next Sunday already. I cannot even believe that. It's going to be the ninth already. Um, so we're planning on meeting every second Sunday of the month to study Girls Gone Wise, and this is going to be the first official Sunday, so we're going to be kind of talking through the intro through chapter two, but even if you have not read the book, that's okay, because uh, the study, we will be like looking through the scriptures, and it'll be applicable and accessible no matter what. I'll make sure of it. So that's it. See you there. Oh, and lunchy snacks will be provided by me. Okay, bye. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. All right, so our scripture today is... I'm not, I'm not. All right, so our scripture today is in Acts 2, 42 through 47. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning, guys. I'm going to sit today because I'm feeling it's like a casual crowd, right? So, um, yeah, like Aaron said this morning, we're going to be doing things a little differently uh, than usual today. So if this is your first week, uh, you might be thrown off a little bit. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so just to kind of give an explanation for that. uh, So our our main teaching pastor, Aaron, uh, had to make a last-minute trip down to Texas uh, to take care of his folks who are in the hospital. Um, So, yeah, if you could be praying for him, that would be good because they're... Family definitely needs it right now. Aaron's parents. His parents Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I generally don't love trying to write a sermon in a day. <laughs> so, in, in light of that, we're going to be, that's why we're doing a little bit different of a format this morning. So, just wanted to give a little explanation for that. Um, So this morning we're kind of going to be, I'm going to talk a little bit about the passage Daniel just read. And because we are, hopefully starting next week, going to be in a series called The True Story of the World. And we've been kind of referenced this a little bit, if you've been with us for a little little while, um, about the idea that that all of Scripture, all of the Bible is one story. It's God's story um, that that he's writing, and we are a part of that story. And so we wanted to spend some time in the beginning of the year um, just to kind of take a, I guess, kind of like a 30,000-foot view of all of Scripture. And so we're kind of breaking the story of Scripture into two parts. Um, so um, if you're kind of familiar with, the, like, the Acts uh, language of the story. So uh, the first week would be creation, fall, and promise. Um, so what is God's promise um, to fulfill, to, to restore what was lost in the fall? And then the second week will be uh, redemption, our kingdom and restoration. So then we'll be talking about like, what is our, because of Christ and the redeeming that he's done, what is now our part in the kingdom. And so hopefully um, 
we'll be jumping into that next week. But I wanted to take this opportunity. Um, we are going to spend some extended time in prayer this morning, but I wanted to take an opportunity to kind of bridge that with um, reflecting on and remembering that because we are going to talk about the story, and to remember that we are a part of that story, that the scripture is, is God's story, and maybe we aren't, you know, like we weren't there 2,000 years ago, but what is happening right now with God's kingdom coming to earth, with his church, um, means that we are in, actually indeed in part of that story. And so I wanted to kind of zoom in a little bit at Acts 2 uh, in this passage, because I think, you know, if you look at, if you read this in the ESV, um, you know, a lot of times when there's Scripture is broken up in chapters and sections, and it'll have little titles over those sections. And the ESV titles this section, uh, these couple of verses here, The Fellowship of All Believers. And I think this passage, a lot of you probably are pretty familiar with this passage, actually. And I think it's because Acts 2 reminds us of the conditions in which all believers find fellowship. So I do think that that title is fitting. And it's kind of talking about how the people of God should unite around the coming kingdom of God to which we belong. And so I kind of wanted to zoom in on that a little bit this morning before we jumped into prayer. Um, and I just wanted to, one note is that I think when you read this passage, I think it's, it's kind of tempting to highlight and to honestly long for the miraculous things found in this passage. Things like in, in verse 43, it says, awe came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. Like, that's really great. Like, I would love to be a part of something like that going on, something tangible like that. And then verse, the second half of verse 47, it says, the Lord added to their number day by day those who are being saved. Amen. I mean, I think a lot of us, um, and, you know, would love to be a part of something where, like, newer people are adding day to day. Like, you hear stories of churches that just explode, and they, like, are moving buildings because they, like, don't know what to do with all the people um, and there was a time uh, back in college as a part of a college-age ministry, and, like, that literally happened to us where we were, like, meeting in this, like, old, this old house, and we, there was the last night we were there in that space, it was, like, so packed, there, like, wasn't room for people to sit, and it was, like, I'm pretty sure we're breaking a lot of health codes <laughs> and, like, probably fire safety things, <laughs> but it was really cool because, like, numbers were, like, being added, and it just, like, the energy in the room was great, and I think there's and I say that because I think there's a desire. We all have a desire to be a part of something like that, to see like something amazing, something extraordinary happening in our church or just like in our lives. Like we're attracted to success like that. And I think the root of that is that we desire to make a difference. We wanna know that what we're a part of, what we're attaching ourselves to is making a difference. Um, and the truth is like we want the extraordinary. We aren't always in love with or satisfied with the ordinary. But in Acts 2, in this little passage, what we see is the Father through the Spirit accomplishing the extraordinary by the means of the ordinary, the ordinary things in life. Here's what I mean by that. So before the awe and wonder, in verse 42, it says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Before the explosion of growth, they were doing this. Starting in verse 45. They were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as they had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, 
They received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. Like when you read those lists of things, like those don't sound like extraordinary things. I don't think most of us think of like when we're sitting down to have dinner that what's happening is extraordinary. <laughs> like this is just dinner. <laughs> like maybe I made a good meal that week, but it's not like, you know, mind-blowing. Um, yeah, maybe there's not necessarily anything really extraordinary about even being here this morning. Like most of us don't, I don't think we come into a Sunday morning with a posture of like, I'm expecting the extraordinary today through Ben's preaching, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I hope you don't, because uh, I don't feel like I'm going to deliver the extraordinary. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think the point is, like I said, God was accomplishing the extraordinary through these ordinary means, through the ordinary means of breaking bread together, of praying, of being devoted to, to Scripture, the apostles' teaching, of sharing, being benevolent, sharing the things that they had with other people, praising God, worshiping together. Doesn't, like, this doesn't feel extraordinary, but this is what God uses to accomplish the extraordinary. And I think what's maybe the most miraculous, extraordinary thing, and also ordinary thing that God is using is found in verse 44. It says, all who believed were together and had all things in common. Like, what is more basic than just being together with other people. I think in the last couple of years, as this pandemic has kind of dragged on, you know, what was the, what was the greatest common denominator amongst everyone? Doesn't matter what your background is, like where you're from, uh, what your job was, whatever you're going through. I think the common denominator we all had in this season, and especially, you know, back at the height of the pandemic in 2020, so we wanted to be with other people. <laughs> we wanted to be together again. Like no, I don't like. I think the introverts in here probably really enjoyed the lockdown for like the first couple of weeks. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. Like I don't have any social pressure. This is great. And then you know, like after spending like a couple of weeks and like trying to, like not, like hate the people you're living with. After a while, like I would give. Like, I don't even like crowds. Like, I love music, but, like, going to concerts, I really enjoy for, like, the first little bit, and then I'm just like, there's a lot of people here. <laughs> like, I could listen to this on Spotify. <laughs> it's not the same, but <laughs> there's no crowd. I was like, by the first couple of weeks of pandemic, I was like, I would give anything, just be, like, in a crowded, safe way. <laughs> like, like, I would love to get sneezed on <laughs> by a stranger. <laughs> you know, it's just like, there's, like, an inherent thing that God has put in all people that is a desire to be with other people. And so I think what is, it's, it seems ordinary, but it's God's design. And it is extraordinary that all who believed were together. Maybe that seems ordinary, but what was extraordinary is that they had all things in common. Not, not to say that it was a homogenous group, that was just like a group of people that had some things and in, like interests in common, or you know, like they liked the same unleavened bread, <laughs> whatever. It was they had all things in common because they were unified in Christ through His Spirit. I mean, speaking of speaking of 2020, speaking of the pandemic and elections and all the things that have gone in the last couple of years, 
how many is, like, what would you give for people to have more in common, to be in common with each other across demographics? And that's what we see in Acts 2. Maybe that sentence doesn't sound extraordinary, but it is. It's miraculous. And it's our calling as the church. It's why we are devoted to the teaching of the apostles. It's why we pray. It's why we break bread. It's why we worship together, to be in common with each other. No matter our walk of life. And so this morning, as we reflect on that, as we reflect on this is our calling, to be together, to have everything in common with each other. And as we consider that, um, even going into this new series we we're gonna talk about, we're gonna talk about the story of God and how we fit in and what God's purpose is for his people. And then, you know, we're gonna talk a little bit, kind of narrow in on Emmaus, like what is Emmaus's mission? What is our, what is our purpose as a local church in this city? Um, this morning, I wanna, as we kind of understand that and consider that this morning, um, I wanna spend some time in prayer. And there's, uh, I think we have to, you know, kind of, we already recognized um, things aren't quite normal. There's, uh, you know, for a lot of us, 2022 uh, has basically been as rocky as the start is 2021. <laughs> uh, 2020, we thought, you know, it was like the first couple of months we thought it was going to be great, but, you know, then there was March. Um, but yeah, I think even, even in our circumstances right now, we're going through. Um, as a city, as a country, as the world, really, um, I, we still have that call as the church to be together. We still have that call as the church to be in common with each other, regardless of what our circumstances are, regardless of what we're facing as a group. And so, while I can't promise anything extraordinary this morning, uh, or even... I don't want to sell that, you know, like, just hold on a little longer and then the rest of 22 will be extraordinary. Like, I don't want to make that promise either because, you know, nobody knows, <laughs> obviously, according to these last couple of years. I do want to take a moment for us to pray and to, yeah, to be like our brothers and sisters in Acts 2. And remember that God does use the ordinary means of grace, like prayer, like being in this room together to worship, to accomplish extraordinary things that maybe we won't see in our lifetime. Or maybe we, there's extraordinary things that we don't even recognize because sometimes we fail to see the beauty of the gospel unfolding right in front of us <laughs> through ordinary things, like being together and worshiping and praying and, and being generous with the things we have. Um, so to kind of frame our prayer this morning. Uh, I kind of wanted to borrow from a tradition called prayers of the people. Some of you guys, uh, depending on your background, may have grown up with this tradition in the church. Um, it's kind of, it's more popular in uh, churches that are a little more um, formal in their liturgy than we are. Um, but it's the idea that, uh, that there is a kind of a structure and some things found in scripture. Um, there were common things or even commands from Christ of things that we should consider and we should be praying for. Um, and so kind of how we're gonna go this morning is we're gonna start off um, 
through a time of what's called petition and thanksgiving. And so we're gonna have some, we'll have some prompts of the things that we are going to be praying for. Um, so it'll be in kind of like categories of things. Um, and so depending on your comfortability, um, you can pray through these things with the people around you. Um, if you'd like to just pray on your own um, in silence, that's okay too. Um, but yeah, this is gonna be a moment of stillness and a moment of reflection and, and petition of coming to God uh, earnestly with these prayers for these things um, that the church has been praying continuously for for hundreds of years.